0: Today's Hashi, I discuss the best and worst cities for first time homebuyers, a home builder boom, and mortgage demand. Today is Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. I am Byron Lazine, and the Hashi starts now. Welcome back to the Hot Sheet. Love to know if you're here on the live stream, which market you're tuning in from today. Hope you're having a great start to your Wednesday. Uh, a great start for first-time homebuyers would be actually finding a home, but WalletHub has put together a study for us uh, if they're looking for where to find a home. 2023's best and worst cities for first-time homebuyers. This is actually pretty detailed of a study, so I'm going to go through it as much of it as I can. They took the top 300 uh markets here uh well wallet hub compared 300 cities of varying sizes across 22 key indicators of market attractiveness, affordability and quality of life. So I'll go through each one of uh, you know how they came up with this report and then we'll start going through the entire list. If you're an agent All right if you're an agent on the live stream right now or even listening to this on apple or spotify after the fact there is so much in today's hot sheet that can be used in your next email newsletter in your next blog maybe in your next five to ten email newsletters i'll point out some areas where i think you could go and use a subject line there's so much not only in this topic but the next topic as well that could be used in speaking to your database. So if you're an agent, make sure that you pay attention, maybe share this with an agent that you want to win, maybe not one that you want to beat you out for the next deal. All right. So uh, they asked the panel of experts. All right. They didn't, I wasn't on panel, but I'm, you know, uh, I'm not saying I'm an expert, but they certainly didn't reach out to me. These are the experts that they use for the study, Brad Siegel, Kevin Boyle. Brad Siegel is a lecturer at the University of Colorado. Um, Kevin Boyle is the Blackwood Director, Department of Real Estate. Benny Waller, William Carey Holsey Faculty Fellow in the Culver House College of Business. Uh, Jake Wegman, Associate Professor, a lot of professors. Um, Georgette. Chapman Phillips, Lehigh University, and then uh, John Banco, Wells Fargo, uh, fellow fac- faculty fellow. Anyways, the methodology this, this is how they came up with this ranking. I, I think the top five is going to be a little eye opening. Okay. But how they come up with the top five to determine the most favorable housing markets for first time homebuyers, Wallet Hub compared a sample of 300 US cities varying in size across three key dimensions affordability, real estate market and three, quality of life. They evaluated those dimensions using 22 relevant metrics, which are listed below. We're going to go through those real quick. Each metric was graded on a 100-point scale with a score of 100 representing the most favorable conditions for first-time home buyers specifically. Data for metrics marked with an asterisk were available at the state level only. Finally, they determined... Each city's weighted average across all metrics to calculate its overall score and use the resulting scores to rank order for the sample. So large cities are more than 300,000 people, mid-sized cities, 150 to 300, and small cities, you guessed it, less than 150,000. Affordability would total one-third of the 100 points, 33.33, and in affordability of housing affordability, Triple weight, uh, that is 14.28 points. The metric was calculated as follows: median house price divided by median annual household income. If they called Steve Harney, a real uh expert in this field, he would have told you that median house prices in this market don't mean as much as average house prices. So he would probably be throwing this out completely, or at least 14.28 points of it. Average cost of homeowners insurance, 4.76 points. This is interesting that it's um it's only making up about five points when you see the top five uh they certainly didn't this certainly didn't uh help the top five but I guess it didn't hurt them because they're in the top five cost of living uh cost per square foot and real estate tax rate that's the affordability which makes up a third real estate market rent to price ratio median days on market active listings per capita median home price appreciation foreclosure rate share of housing units built between 2010 and 2021 Building permit activity, mortgage lenders per capita, real estate agents per capita, home ownership rate for millennials. And then quality of life, the weather, the quality of the school system. Okay, quality of school system being 8.33 points. Uh, so the biggest driver in quality of life, driver friendliness. Um, so driving, that's, that's interesting. Um, job market, total home energy costs, violent crime rate, property. Crime rate. Going back to the experts, they didn't actually pull the data for this. Um, they were asked uh, these series of questions, okay, um, and that's kind of uh, how they came up, I guess, with these with these categories, okay. So uh, let's go now to the actual top ten. Let's go to the top ten, and then if you want to start putting in, there's 300 markets here. So if you want to start putting into the chats, any market in particular, uh, we can see where they rank on this list of 300 super detailed list. I'll go try to find them and, and give you the ranking. Okay. Um, so with a total score at number one, top five, all in the same state, by the way, let me know if you can guess the state in the, in the chat real quick, actually <laughs> top five, all in the same state, kind of, kind of interesting. Again. Um, Property tax definitely didn't, and driver friendliness definitely didn't come into uh, account. Uh, It's a beautiful morning in Atlanta, but that would not be a guess on this. Uh, How about Oklahoma? It is not Oklahoma. Okay, the overall rank for the top five best places for first time. I'll do Minneapolis. Oh, I'll do Oklahoma. Yes, I don't know if that was a guess. I will do Oklahoma. I will do Minneapolis uh, for sure. Okay, top five locations For first-time homebuyers are Palm Bay, Florida, with a total score of 66.55, Cape Coral, Florida, Tampa, Florida, Port St. Lucie, and Orlando, Florida. If I'm a Florida real estate agent, I'm absolutely screenshotting this right here from the WalletHub uh, article, and I'm going to my my email database, and I'm saying, Florida makes up, these five cities in Florida are the top five for first-time home buyers. I'd probably shorten that a little bit, but that's generally what I'm doing in an email subject line if I'm a Florida agent, okay? Uh, then Surprise, Surprise Arizona comes in at number six. Uh, Gilbert, Arizona comes in at seven. Boise, Idaho, prices have been dropping in Boise, comes in at eight chesapeake virginia comes in at nine and henderson nevada comes in at number 10 so those are your top 10 according to wallet hub for first time homebuyers let's go to the next 10 we have more florida lakeland florida chandler arizona thornton colorado sunrise florida virginia beach uh peora arizona peoria, peoria. thank you bobby my um <laughs> peoria Boca, never been to Peoria. I'm sure it's a beautiful place, by the way. Boca Raton, Florida, Reno, Nevada, Las Vegas. I've been there. Know how to pronounce that one. That's at 19. Green Bay at 20. And so there's your top 20. All right. We wanted to go to, uh, let me just give you the, so they had their three major categories, affordability, real estate, market, and quality of life, affordability, Montgomery, Alabama's number one. So If I'm in any of these top 10 for affordability, I'm I'm sending that out to my database. You know, if I'm in Montgomery, Alabama, Springfield, Illinois, Akron, Ohio, Cedar Rapids, uh, Davenport, Toledo, North Las Vegas, Flint, Michigan, Columbus, Ohio, Chesapeake. If I'm in the top 10 for affordability, you better believe, uh, guess who made the top 10? In affordable home markets for first time home buyers is going out, maybe as a video piece, maybe as a blog, maybe as an email, maybe as all three. If I'm in any of those markets, on the flip side, you could do the reverse, right? California comes in uh, four of the top five for affordability Berkeley, Santa Monica, Santa Barbara, Glendale. uh, Those are the the four that are the least affordable, according to Wallet Hub. You got Boulder, Colorado, LA, Burbank pasadena san francisco and then new york and uh, there you go a lot of california in the affordability if we look at the real estate market Port saint Lucie, cape coral palm bay surprise orlando tampa uh, mckinney texas atlanta georgia shout out to atlanta uh, peoria and then nashville are the top 10 for the real estate market on the flip side hartford connecticut Uh, Only about an hour or less from where I'm sitting right now is in last place for real estate market uh, coming in at 300. Fullerton, California, Burbank, California, Patterson, New Jersey, El Monte, California, Quincy, Mass, New Haven, Connecticut, Anchorage, uh, Arkansas, Torrance, California, and Davenport come in the bottom 10 for real estate market okay uh quality of life there you go there's the bottom 10 anchorage lansing north charleston cleveland ohio detroit springfield oakland little rock and we've got a comment what's the market going off of okay so let's go back uh we i did go through it let me just go through it again so when they say real estate market um This is what they're going off of right here. It's on the screen, I'll read through it again real quick. Real estate market, rent to price ratio, median days on the market, active listings per capita, median home price appreciation, foreclosure rate, share of housing units between 2010 and 2021. So is there a newer product? That's why Hartford would be last place. There ain't no new product in Hartford really. Uh, Connecticut only builds 2,000 units a year. Okay. Uh, building permit activity, mortgage lenders per capita, okay, real estate agents per capita, and home ownership rate for millennials. So they take all those categories and they come up with um, their system. Price, rent to price ratio is the heaviest weighted, along with median home price appreciation. It's at 5.5. Six of the 33.33 points, respectively. The rest are at 2.78 points. So uh, good question. That's how they come up with a category, real estate market, which, again, Hartford came in dead last. And uh, Port St. Lucie came in number one for for that category, along with the other, uh, Florida. So let's go to quality of life. Uh, Let's go to the top 10. You know, if I've got quality of life top 10 in my market, I want to scream it from the mountaintops in my email in my next video. Tampa, Boca Raton, Palm Bay, uh, Pembroke Pines, Miramore. Those are the top five all in Florida for quality of life. So you've got Florida really dominating all these categories for first time homebuyers. Thornton, Colorado, Colorado Springs, Florida, Orlando, Florida. Alexandria, Virginia, and Clearwater, Florida. Just Florida's just all over this list. Okay, let's go to uh, let's go back to total score. And we wanted to go to we wanted we wanted to see if we could find Oklahoma. I know that was a shout out. We want to see if we could find Atlanta. Haven't seen Atlanta pop up anywhere so far on the list. Atlanta's Atlanta's a pretty expensive city, so uh, first time homebuyers maybe that is why. Um, you got Nashville came in 79th on the overall ranking list, and I'll just pick out some of these big ones as we're scrolling through Austin, Texas, 97th on the overall list, Denver, 106, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, 109 uh we've got savannah georgia at 119 knoxville tennessee at 123 jersey city at 124 sacramento is at 130 uh norman oklahoma is on the list at 126 so i know we were asking about oklahoma norman is on there at 126 Minneapolis is at 131 so Minneapolis 131 they ranked um they ranked 90th in what is that category the first one affordability so Minneapolis 90th in affordability 168 in real estate market and 2808 quality of life Oklahoma City 134 overall 93. Um, 94 and 251 on quality of life for OKC. San Antonio, 137 on the list. Tucson, 138. Interesting, that 233 quality of life. I enjoyed my time in uh, Tucson earlier this year. Miami, 149 on the list. The, uh, the quality of life uh, is there, but 274 was in the, for Miami, and that affordability. So that makes sense. What, what else haven't we found? Atlanta, Seattle. Seattle. I mean, affordability is going to, just like Miami, affordability is going to crush Seattle. Uh, it's crushing San Diego. San Diego at 249, Boston at 252. Uh, San Jose is 261. Huntington Beach is 266. Where is Seattle? We wanted Seattle and what else? San Francisco's 295. I'm not seeing Seattle even on the list. It's got to be it's got to be on here. Can't search, Bobby. That's that's the problem. But I, you know what? Um, well, there's some some Washington but not Seattle. Oh, there it is. 201 for Seattle. 201 for Seattle affordability coming in at 207 quality of life 245 i don't know is that the rain i don't know what that would be all about i haven't spent much time there okay so there's the list you can check that out for yourself um yes this will be sent to bamax members i'm going to drop it in the facebook group in the private facebook group right after this and by the way if you're not a bamax member hit the link below use the code jerome in honor honor of jerome powell and his fomc meeting that's J-E-R-O-M-E for 10% off your Bamex subscription. uh, Where you get the best content every single day. Uh, We've got live streams, courses. We have an after party happening today. So we've got the YouTube webinar, which we'll put that link down below. If you're not going to the YouTube webinar today, that's open to everybody. You should do that. And then after where we answer questions and really go deep with Tom's story and the Broke Agent that's Bamax members only for the after party, but I will drop this for Bamax members into uh, the Facebook group. And uh, I would be clipping it out and using it again in my content. Uh, can't wait to d- dive into this on Bamax. It'll be up there momentarily. Okay, let's go over to whose market is this? Is it a seller's market or a buyer's market? I think we can all agree. It's certainly a seller's market with inventory, but I would argue that it's a builder's market, okay? Homeowners don't want to sell, so home builders are booming. This is a report today in the Wall Street Journal, okay? After mortgage rates shot up last year, Ivory Homes, one of Utah's largest builders, suddenly had few buyers for hundreds of homes it had under construction. So Clark Ivory, the chief executive, laid off 9% of his staff, and by January, he had slashed construction by nearly 80% from its 2022 peak. This is in the Wall Street Journal. Then, much to his surprise, sales of new homes started picking up by May. Even though mortgage rates weren't really budging, sales for all home builders were at their highest level since early 2022. You can look at that in almost every market that has substantial new construction. Despite the prices of new construction, and I have a big, you know, issue with some of these prices, averaging $550,000 across the country now, median price being up over $450, both higher than the resale. But because of the lack of resale people have to go and move up. They are being able to get a lower interest rate too by a lot of these builders. Okay. So uh, wall street journal says millions of homeowners have been reluctant to sell because they can't afford to give up the low mortgage rates that they have. Now only 1.08 million existing homes were for sale or under contract at the end of may. That's NARS number, which includes under contract. We know that number is closer to 460,000 of actual active listings Um, It's the lowest level for that month. National Association Realtor data going back to 1999 for existing homes. The way uh, real National Association uh, comes up with that number. Okay, so this is pretty obvious, especially if you've been following along the hot sheet. These two charts that are down uh, that are going to be available for you in the daily download. Actually, the next three uh, charts for daily downloads um that are available in bamx if you're a bamx member i'd be using uh all of these okay so uh let's go to the first one here new single family homes as share of all single family homes for sale look at this going back to the 1980s we've never had a bigger share of brand new homes making up the inventory than we do today this is because of only one thing, the the lack of existing homes on the market, okay? Look at even when they were building uh, in 2005, you did not see this being a huge share of the market, okay? Not like today. And look at how many more housing starts we had in 2005 timeframe. We were up over 1.75 million Housing starts at the peak before the great financial crisis. Today, we're just under or at a million housing starts. So builders are able to have full control of this market without taking on as much risk. They don't have the risk that they had in 2005 of building all of this inventory, and they still control a great share of the inventory, the greatest share they've ever seen up over 30%. The last number I saw was 25%. This number continues to go up for builder's share of inventory. It is truly a builder's market right now with really little signs of turning around as we don't have that at that existing home inventory. There was a poll that went out from Zonda. Why are buyers purchasing uh, homes, new homes today, Okay. Uh, So lack of resale supply being number one at 58%. They're relocating, and that's all that's available, basically, 56%. They're having children. They need a bigger home, 26%. Retirement downsizing, 25%. Sick of paying rent, 25%. Marriage, 17%. Fear of missing out, 10%. Divorce, 7%. Opportunistic uh, investors, 7%. I've seen this, actually. So in Naples, um, Florida, there's a uh, community, about 78 homes, and somebody bought a $1.4 million home. An investor never moved in stage. It sold it for $2 million before the community was even done. So there's a lot of that going on in different markets in, in the new construction. Content idea tip, let's go. Uh, LinkedIn polls, get engagement. So this this would be... This is a poll you could duplicate on LinkedIn and compare it from this Zonda. Post a poll from uh, Morning Live is what state is the top most affordable housing first-time home buyers? You could do that as well, absolutely. Any of this poll data, this one included, that'll be down below for BAMX members or the ones that you put together in LinkedIn. they are great data points to then use on that email newsletter, to use on your next uh, short-form video or a video that you send out to your database, right? Absolutely. People like that. Hey, 58% of buyers are buying new construction because of this, right? Lack of resale. This is how much supply we have in the market. Maybe the people in your database who are thinking about selling don't realize how little, how historically low supply that we have. If you frame it like that and they learn the data, they may uh, reach out and have a conversation about, hey, I didn't know I was in such control. Maybe we should have a conversation about getting my home on the market. So that's the update on uh, Wall Street Journal's take on builders. Interestingly enough, there's a piece in Zero Hedge that says maybe builders are slowing down. This came out this morning, and I'll be looking more into this to see if is true. U.S. housing starts, I mean, I'm assuming it's true that they're sourcing Bloomberg and others, but uh, what kind of impact this is going to have. Uh, U.S. Housing, housing starts permits plunged in June. Remember, they were up in May. Rental unit applications also collapsed. We know why that is, because there's too much rental apartment inventory coming. But after a surprising surge in May, U.S. housing starts and building part permits both declined in June, 8% down month over month and 3.7% month over month, respectively. So for housing starts and building parts, starts saw sizable downward revisions from last month Uh, Which were up 21.7% and 15.7%. So, shocking to see that. That's a report from Bloomberg. Uh, Only single family building permits increased in June, six months in a row of increases. Okay, so single family still up. Multifamily permits and both single family and multifamily starts dropped. Uh, Multifamily construction dropped over 11%. That should be dropping. There's too much inventory coming. Applications to build multifamily dwellings, such as apartments, fell 13.5%, the most since November, to 540,000, lowest since October 2020. Uh, Month-over-month moves have dragged the starts and permits. Seasonally adjusted rate down notably, 1.434 million and 1.44 million, respectively. And then finally, um, housing starts and completions remain well off of their 22 highs. Construction jobs remain very close uh, to their highs. Okay, so a little update there on housing starts there'll be more information coming out but zero hedge i feel like was the first to kind of put some of that out mortgage banker uh, association did put out their recent update on mortgage demand mortgage applications increase in the mortgage banker association weekly survey 1.1 from one week earlier according to mba okay uh the market composite index is a measure of mortgage loan application volume which increased 1.1% on a seasonally adjusted basis. On an unadjusted basis, the index increased 27% compared with the previous week. Uh, The refinance index increased 7% from the same week, uh, uh, previous week, I'm sorry, and then from the same week last year, it's down 32%. Here's the quote from Joel Kahn, Mortgage Banker Association Vice President. Mortgage rates declined last week as markets responded positively to incoming showing data that U.S. inflation continues to cool. Most rates uh, in our survey declined with the 30-year fixed rate falling to 6.87%. That trend seems to be uh, taking shape again today as we're continuing to see a cooling of the 10-year as we await what the Fed is going to do next week with this cooling inflation data. We keep getting good signs uh, from the market and from the 10-year in particular. We're down to 3743 today as we sit here at this moment in time the 30-year fix did come down a little bit yesterday to 6.88 um one of the lowest marks in the last three or four weeks we're hopefully going to continue to see a lowering trend there of course 30-year week uh which will come out uh 30-year i'm sorry weekly from freddie mac will come out hopefully tomorrow that's at 696 if we get that back down into the 6.8 range the market so far uh today it's been a little just sideways here the market is well market's doing good it's green across the board up almost 200 points for the dow s and up about 20 points today nasdaq up over 30 points about a quarter of a percent uh reminder today three o'clock we do have the webinar that'll be down below for youtube uh with tom story and eric the after party uh is going to be in BAMX. So if you're not a member of BAMX, become a member. Okay. This is the this is like coffee money. You can use the code Jerome, get 10% off. It's the best deal in real estate. Uh, you get access to all of our courses, all of our best content, private Facebook group, private Facebook group. I will be dropping all of that data on that uh first-time home buyer study in there today. And uh, it's literally coffee, coffee money. Legacy real estate media companies have been ripping you off for years. We're changing that. Get into Bamax, and uh, and hit me up. Send me a DM on Instagram when you do at Byron Lozine. Also, hit me up in person in August. I'll be at the Tom Ferry Summit. We're probably going to do a Bam Bash. We're going to release that Bam Bash to Bamax members first. But if you don't have your ticket to the Tom Ferry Summit, this is the place to get the lowest ticket. Use code PRBAMSS, PR BAM SS PR. B-A-M-S-S. There's a link below to get to the Tom Ferry Summit this coming August 22nd to the 24th. Uh, Hope to see you in the webinar later today and in the after party with Eric, the Broke Agent, and Tom Story, uh, working your direct YouTube questions. Until then, have a great day. I'll see you in the morning and toodaloo.